This is the Media Week Industry Podcast from the people at mediaweek.com.au. Welcome to a new Media Week TV podcast. Bit of a first for us, I think, Andrew. We're going to knock off two in the one week. Wow. So you're in Sydney for a few days of uh, major work. I'm sorry. But we've got a lot to talk about because it's been a few weeks and there's been so much going on with the start of a new year. We owe these podcasts big time. I've had a few people sort of uh, asking, so come on, what's happened? Is that the end? No, it's not the end of the um, Mercado and Manning TV podcast. It lives on. Look, I, I know you're a big drama fan and there's been some good stuff on, maybe some not so good stuff, but I think it's from, from, from what I've been watching, there's been some really good stuff on air. I wanted to start off with some Aussie dramas. They're both sort of, well, I don't know if they're that short run, but they're maybe... Is it eight or ten eps? I think Safe Harbour might be only four Safe eps. Harbour's four. Yeah, and Harrow's the other one I wonder is ten. Yes. Yes, okay. I'm really enjoying them both. Let's start with Safe Harbour. Wow, I just think it's brilliant. Fantastic. Mm. Great concept. Episode one, just, you know, by the end of episode one, how could you not want to watch the other three, especially if you know it only goes to, for four parts. And what I found really gratifying was that Everybody who watched Safe Harbour and well done Gogglebox for including it, every single family that was watching that show said, wow, that was great. That was superb. Um, The problem is, being on SBS, (laughs) not that many people watched it. I mean, the ratings were just so depressing. I know they were, weren't they? Nobody watched it. But but I I mean, it's... there were street posters, I've seen yep. promotions for it around um, Sydney and I guess they did some other markets as well. I walked through Martin Place before and there were posters on the ceiling okay. and on the floor where you work, Those the, the, the characters floating in water. Why aren't people giving it a go? Is it just is it partly because there's so much on offer? But I think so. And, and if we look at the history of Australian dramas on SBS, none of them have really no. been huge. And it doesn't matter how good they are, whether or not it's The Principal uh, with Alex Dimitriadis or the one they did last year with the basketball players that um, Anthony LaPaglia was in, uh, which, you know, I've got to confess I didn't watch to the end of. They make great dramas. They make great dramas that fulfil their charter because they do. There's a multicultural element in the all their dramas. Did you remember the, 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 principal the principal with Alex Dimitriadis was yeah. fantastic, yeah. Um, and obviously they don't have a lot of money to do, which is why they only go for four hours because they don't have the money to do it. Safe Harbour is so good. Episode two was so strong. Like I'm really, really loving it. I just don't think the audience is uh, aware that it's there. Mm. Um, and what a cast, too. You and Leslie are Joel Jackson, Jacqueline McKenzie. Yeah. Um, it's just fantastic. Um, well, the actors that play the um, Al Beati family, I think it is. Oh, They're sure. amazing, too. Oh, how good are they? Amazing. It's fantastic. Uh, Hazem, Nicole and Robert. I'm not going to try their surnames, but, um, but yeah, they're fantastic. It's such an ethical dilemma the the show starts off with such a putting you you know you can't help but think what would i do in this situation coming across a boat of uh you know asylum seekers in the middle of the ocean what would you do and then of course you add in the mystery element of it all going something horribly going wrong and then years and years later all those people reconnecting in brisbane my god it's like every time you think 
I can't think that person, they're, they're a villain. They're, you know, everybody's got something going on. It's so well written. Yeah, it's interesting. I mean, I, I think I've – there's only been two. On only the, been two as we we've seen this. so far. Yeah, yeah. Um, Joel Jackson's probably the most interesting character so far. Damien Pascoe, he comes back into it. Yeah. He goes, he's been sort of missing from the group of friends after the boat ride and he sort of wanders back in, I think, in that second episode. Um, and he's a bit of a mysterious. God, he's mean. a star, isn't he? Yeah. Joel Jackson. Oh, I remember no. him playing Peter Allen and remember him in Deadline Gallipoli for yes. Foxtel, his, yep. his first ever role. I mean, the, the guy is just a star. Yeah, yeah. And um, you and Leslie, gee, he's good yeah. though, isn't he? Eh? And he's, he's getting good. lots of work, he's isn't he? He's a bit he? underrated, isn't he? Yeah, almost. he's in Sweet Country he now. Deserves that the I've been big, playing in the cinema and uh, he was in Top of the Lake. Yeah, and he's making this um, BBC or ITV are filming a series in Australia. And he's got uh, one of the lead roles in that too, so that um, that's something else to look forward to. Yeah, but look, Safe Harbour. Look, at, if you've missed it, it's on um, SBS on demand. Yeah, it's well worth. Please it. search it out. It's yeah. well worth it. And, I agree, and, and it helps spread the word. You know, it's just a um, a fantastic piece of work. The other one, I and I really enjoyed this more than I thought I might. Harrow. Yeah, <laughs> how good's this? You and Griffith. Mm. Amazing, huge Welsh actor, yeah, hot off the success of Liar, which you know seven screened last year, and lots of people watched that and thought it was great. And here he is now playing a patho- forensic pathologist in Brisbane with lots and lots of dark secrets. My God, doesn't Brisbane come up look good in this show? Yeah, I mean, he lives on a Fantastic. boat on the river and the skyscrapers are reflecting in the water and he goes sailing at sunset. I mean, just fantastic. And he goes up and sits on the roof and overlooks the cityscape like, I don't think I've ever seen Brisbane look as good. And I'm from Brisbane. I don't think I've ever seen it look as good in a TV show as it looks in Harrow. Sure. And I just, we should say, I think Matchbox made Safe Harbour, didn't Correct. They? So kudos to them, although they've just lost their chief executive, Chris Oliver-Taylor, who's going to um, run Fremantle Media Australia. And Harrow's made by Hoodlum. Is that right? Yes. Uh, Tracy Robertson and Nathan Mayfield, who I worked with, you know, years and years ago on the Gold Coast. Okay. And to see them come up and sort of, you know, the first things they did were these kind of interactive Very content. quirky production house in the past. Very quirky. It? They were doing something. What's that thing they made for Ozstar? That something motel was it? Cow motel? Dead cow motel? (laughs) Yep, they did that. And they've done stuff for. um, They did something for Lost, an online component for Lost. um, British soap, the Emmerdale. Emmerdale. They they did a interstitials or short form. No, they did a. There was a murder mystery in Emmerdale, and they did a whole bunch of follow the clues online, and we'll take you on a see if you can pick the killer. Very original, before its time stuff. And now they're going into long-form drama. Yeah, but and this is what they're capable of. Well, yeah. bring it on. You know, yeah. Give them some more money. Yeah, totally. Get them making some more stuff. Smart, smart operators. Again, a brilliant cast, a great supporting cast. Um, it's good to see is it Darren Gilshannon. Yes. Who's usually a, goo, a, um, a jungle. He's in all the jungle productions. It's good to see him sort of step out and do something a, bit, a little bit different. I and think. even though he's in a drama, he's still playing a bit of a comedy role, which is yes. his specialty, right? Yeah. Straight, and he's doing that off the back of Here Come the Habibs, which was, you know, him at his comic best. Yeah. As it, now, Mira Falks, Falks? Yes. Um, who plays Sergeant Soraya Das is sort of, I guess. Possible romantic interest, correct. I yes. would say. But, well, um, Top of the Lake. 
Yeah. I think she was in Hawaii Five O. Wow, I didn't know that. I didn't even know she was yep. on top um, of the lake. Animal Kingdom. Oh, well, there you go. I want to go and watch some of this stuff now. Yeah. And just pick her out because I, you know, seeing her in this, it was brilliant. But probably my favourite, um, well, two others I want to mention, um, Damien Garvey. Who's actually in Safe Harbour and Harrow. Right. Two shows that where the Brisbane River is almost a character in the story mm. and Damien Garvey plays a cop in both of them. Yeah. But that's okay because he's fantastic. How good is this guy? Water Rats? Yeah. McLeods? Yeah. Underbelly, the Golden oh, Mile. Who can forget him in Underbelly, the Golden Mile? <laughs> uh, Rake. Yes. Ket- Kettering Incident. He's and very versatile, but he's, he's not one of these people who think, oh, he's an actor for rent and he's, got to be, he's in everything. No, no, he no. He really takes on the role and he's so good. And I'm, not, I'm more excited about the new series of Rake where Cleaver Green's going to be in Parliament House because he just got elected by – and, you know, Damien Garvey, when last seen in Rake, was playing that right-wing shock TV host. I mean, I can't wait for <laughs> Rake Series 5, is it? Six, whatever. It's going to be on ABC this year, I would assume. I cannot wait. Yeah, yeah, no, look. And of course, Robin Malcolm also in Harrow. Well, I wanted to mention Robin Malcolm because I think she's a favourite of yours. Oh, outrageous fortune. Cheryl, you know, can't go wrong. And she's made so many series in Australia since then. You know, the. She's um, got quite a big role, hasn't she, in this? Well, uh, Upper Middle Bogan, and she's in Rake as well. I remember her fondly. What was that? You had that short. Um, TV series. The that, Playlist. The Playlist. Now, she did a couple of them. She or? did. Oh, that I remember those ones. The ones you won were great. Oh, and you, you got know. on very well with her. And all of those actors from Outrageous Fortune, the word spread, and if any of them came to town, mm. we got them onto that show <laughs> one by one. Fantastic. Or Whenever I see an actor, a New Zealand actor from that show, I'll pretty much watch it to check it out. Yeah. That was on Showcase, wasn't it? Was Showcase, Showcase, the Playlist, yeah. I remember, yeah, yeah. Good little show that was, Andrew. Um few other things I wanted to mention. There's one that sort of really piqued my interest. I'm a big fan. I think it's Hermione uh, Norris from Cold Feet. Right. Uh, it's called Innocent. Now, I think I could be wrong. I think we've – it's an ITV series. Yep. I think we've seen it here days before it goes out in the UK. Is that right? Yeah. Because the ABC is screening it on Saturday night, Friday night, Saturday night? Sat- I think it's Saturday night. And they're getting towards the end of it. There's only – Four? There are yeah. only four. Yeah. I watched the first really episode. Good. And I must admit, why, did you not think when you were watching it, oh, didn't that remind you of a couple of real-life murder cases here in Australia? Particularly Absolutely. in yeah. Brisbane, the, the, the Baden-Clay case, it just made you think, wow, this is just really ripped from the headlines. Yeah, look, it's a, as you might expect, it tells a story of a, a bloke who claims he's innocent um, and it, it tries to the, the police... He gets out of prison. The police reopen the case, yep. trying to find out what's going on. And I don't want to give away any spoilers here because I haven't seen the end myself. But yeah, the casting to me is a bit of a clue to um, the plot line. Mm. I don't Do you say, think so? I don't want to say more than that. If, Do you know what I'm getting at? No, I don't. I just thought it was really fascinating when he was released from jail and, of course, there's that thing where the family don't want his kids to reconnect with him right? because they think yep. the father murdered the mother. Yep. But And there's that really interesting scene in it where he goes to meet the police detective and uh, he says to her, do you think I did it? And she goes, yeah, I do. Like, whoa, you know, <laughs> there's a bit of real life for you. So, yeah, it's a yeah. really interesting We might talk concept. about this when it's finished. Yeah. 
And um, but look, people go and look that up. It's on um, iView. It will be innocent. It's only four of them, so you can knock it off. Well, they're not all up there yet, are they? But they will be shortly. They will be after this weekend. Yeah. yeah. So yeah, no, it's really well. Worth. And I quickly want to mention something. Um, it's not really quite sure how you classify this. It's obviously a comedy, sort of semi docudrama. Is it um, Unreal? Unreal. It's a good time to have a stand it's a subscription. Black comedy, that's for yeah. sure. It's a good time to have a stand subscription. There's a lot of good stuff this, on stand at the moment. This and Billions are close to my two favourite shows. Yep. yep. On it all, I just. Well, I'm on stand every Friday night. I come home from work. Stan, Will and Grace, RuPaul's Drag Race. There's something there, and after that, I start poking around for what new has been added. Yeah, look, Unreal, Unreal is just incredible. I mean, it's tells about a, a dating show called Everlasting. The first season was brilliant. Some people thought season two was a bit weak. I still loved it. And the manipulation behind the scenes of the producers, which is like, you know, these people, like I I actually couldn't believe the reactions of people on Gogglebox watching Married at First Sight, like people screaming with excitement, Mm. with rage, and this is my favourite show of the year, I live for this, and I was like, wow, okay, so I'm not going to watch Married at First Sight every night, but I know a hell of a lot of people, James, who are and who absolutely love it. Yes. But whereas to me, I look at it and go, this is like a bad soap opera to me, but... It's. I think it's so great that a show called, that Unreal is out there because, of course, Married at First Sight is this totally manipulated show with people stepping up saying, I will do whatever hideous thing you ask me to do because I want to be the star of the show. And that's what Unreal exposes. And very interesting in Series 3 that's now a bachelorette, although they have a different name for it, that's, they call her a... Something, whatever. And it's played by this very tall, statuesque blonde called Caitlin Fitzgerald, (laughs) who was Michael Sheen's wife in Masters of Sex. Oh, really? So I started watching it going, who are you? I've seen you before. I Googled it. She's amazing. Mm. And she comes across as quite a smart cookie in this show. So it's going to be interesting to see as the, the season progresses whether or not they can manipulate this intelligent girl or what they're going to do to her. Suitor, is that what they call it? Yeah, something like that. What will they do First to this female smart suitor. girl? Suitor, that's it. Yep. That's yep. it. What are they going to do to her to make her do what they need her to do? Yeah. <laughs> but don't you love the way the show doesn't back off? No. It's just it's in your face, you know, they, and they you can imagine they're having discussions with the you know, the network and all that about some of the stuff they get away with. They really push it, don't they? They sure they do. They really push that envelope. And I just love that, that they just, you know, they're just going to keep being that sort of, oh, that fierceness the show has about it. Yeah, it's fierce. <laughs> Good word for it. <laughs> that's fantastic stuff. So, look, that's unreal on Stan. I'm still upset This Is Us is being still largely ignored by... Uh, Viewers, 10 are running double laps now because they're, yep. they're a fair bit behind. So they've just, I think they've realised that, look, this show ain't going to fire big time. So let's run some more apps, get it maybe a bit more up to date, get the benefits of some of the social media um, engagement that happens around the US broadcast. Have 10 made a mistake by not expressing it from the US? And I'll tell you the reason I say this. I think so, yeah. Every time I watch Entertainment Tonight... They're revealing plot details. Okay. Last night on This Is Us, <laughs> they had, you know, and it's like, whoa, you know, Channel 10 screening a show in the middle of the day that's plot spoiling the episode mm. they're screening 
four months after it screened in America. Well, yeah. I know around the time of the Super Bowl, I think there was a, an important episode. Massive of, this episode. This is after the Super Bowl. Yeah. And it was a, plot lines were all over the place. Yep. And I kept watching and I didn't realise how far we were behind and I'm watching, oh, this one wasn't that episode and you and it's confusing, I think. To, yeah. To um, and uh, see, they've all they've the, the show has finished in uh, America for the year, and they've all talked about you know this is what happened on the series finale. Well, we're still weeks away from that in Australia. A show like that that's very buzzy that the Americans are talking about a lot. You can't hang off on that here in Australia and just think, oh, we really want to start our new year and screen it week after week. Like, so what? So what if there's a mid-season break for Thanksgiving or whatever? <laughs> That's okay. We, we just break with the rest of – with America. Sure. But you've got to screen a show like that. You've got to fast track it. Another reason to watch Dan? Rise? Rise. What do you think? Well, I thought it was uh, extremely – cliched in that it was a little bit of everything I've seen before. It was Friday Night Lights mixed with a bit of glee. And also because it's from the same producers that did Hamilton the Musical, there was all this sort of <laughs> Hamilton the Musical references in there, which I'm not sure really work here in Australia because we've never seen the show. I thought it was funny. That um, and then, of course, look, it's the story of uh, the guy from How I Met Your Mother. Josh Radner. Name? Josh Radner. And how good's he? Fantastic, he's very good, isn't he? Yeah, he's certainly. I not... wouldn't have thought. I would have said, "Oh, him? No, he couldn't pull it off." Wow, no, he does it. Playing a father that's got three or four kids of his own, very dedicated high school teacher that's getting absolutely no traction in his class. Nobody cares about his English literature class, um, and so Grapes of Wrath is trying to teach the kids. Yeah, they're, they're just not they're interested. Not watching. <laughs> they're not listening, um, and so he asks and takes over the drama department that Rosie Perez was running. And that was the part that didn't really ring true for me. She kind of decides in the end to come that back was and a bit help him out. That start, wasn't it's like, it? please. She you know. went away and then just suddenly came yeah. back. And... and then they're doing Spring Awakenings, the musical, which is a highly controversial play for high school students to be doing. So it's a little bit edgy. Um, but you know what? I don't actually think I've ever seen Spring Awakenings and – I'm a gay man that sees every musical around and I'm not even getting those references. Yeah. I mean, they're having to explain it in the dialogue. You know, this, this is a play about, you know, teen abortion and suicide and coming out and all this. I'm thinking, oh, okay, right, it's a controversial. So I get it. Um, but uh, it was very slick. I'll say that. It was very slick. And I'll watch one more episode and see uh, what happens. Only but one more? Well, I oh, mate, I'm committed. To I the give season. shows two episodes, oh, then I make on. a decision. I loved it. Did you love I it that much? So, I am so into this. <laughs> huh? I, I liked it. I didn't love it yet. I'm speaking as someone who loved Glee, but eventually I dropped away because yeah. it just got. But you were there for a while, right? Oh yeah, yeah. But yeah, yeah, this yeah. isn't as much singing, or not yet, anyway. Well, like Glee, and I did enjoy that, but to me, it just got a little bit. Well, Glee was a musical. They yeah, were breaking well, into numbers. Isn't. This is not a musical. But it's being sold, I think, as a musical. Yes, it is. But the music's there for real. The music happens when they so rehearse there's, yeah, there's the play. Yeah, there's good drama surrounding the – Yeah. Which I just got a bit – I don't know. But anyway, I, yeah, look, that first episode blew me away. Yeah, it was I yeah, it was good. fantastic. And it's – this is like – this is a backhander compliment, but it's an easy watch. Yes, it was. You can relax. And it was feel good. Like I watch Howard's End. Now, Howard's End's got a very 
a simple sort of plot line, but gee, you've got to you've got to watch it and have your wits about you. But here you can just kick back, you know, relax and sort of let it, you know. Yeah, oh, I loved it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think I found a new show. For, wow. Okay, um, good to watch every week. It's just really good. I just liked it a lot. Liked it a lot. But you know, I go, <laughs> I'm an easy seller. <laughs> they get me in and I stay, no matter how bad it or different it gets. The Looming Towers one show I wanted to mention. I keep hearing things about it. I don't know a lot about it. It's sort of the it's the build up to the um, 9-11. Yep. It's sort of a I don't know, Homeland's not strictly right, but it's that sort of uh, drama about the sort of espionage people. It's about the FBI and, and the CIA, CIA not yep. sharing information. Correct. I think that's the gist of it. And I think it's it's on Hulu in the US. Yep. And I think Amazon Prime. And I think it's available now. It is available, it's available now. now. Okay. And that's why I haven't seen it. Because it's getting some rave reviews. I haven't seen one yet. But, great um, reviews, but I'm Netflix and I'm Stan yeah, and I'm everything else. Much? And it's like, oh, I can't. Mm. And I'm Foxtel now. I can't do Amazon Prime as well. <laughs> but, you know, if enough shows back up, then I think, well, maybe I will. Yeah. If I think I've got some time to watch it because mm. I'd love to watch that show on Amazon, The Man in the High Castle. Oh. Well, there's a season of that I've got to catch up with, but it's great. Um, but Jeff Daniels is the reason I'd be into this right. too. Um, anything he's in, I think, okay. Yep. You at least want to check it out, don't you? Yes, absolutely. If, if you know nothing else about it. Yeah. If he's um, got a, um, a big role. And one it. of the reviews I read that even though you know how it ends, it's still a gripping series getting up to that point. Sure, sure. A couple of other quick things I wanted to get to. Um one I wanted to ask you about something I think you've seen, Mum. Yes. On BBC First. Starring Leslie Manville, who now, just... Is this a second series? Second series, and yeah. it seems to be only three episodes. Um, and it's just the tiniest, simplest little premise of a show. Leslie Manville, who just got nominated for a Best Actress this year, never stood a chance of winning for her work opposite Daniel Day-Lewis in Phantom Thread. Oh, okay. She's an actress that you probably don't know, but if you saw her face and heard your voice, you might go, oh, yeah, I've seen her before in something. Just a very simple simple story of a woman who is widowed. Um, and, and that's – is that the first episode of the first season? Yeah, the he funeral, has just died it? and it's the funeral. And the, Correct. Uh, yep, yep, I've seen that. It's a lovely story. And she's got this really dopey son <laughs> and the son's girlfriend is even more inappropriate with some of the things she says to her. And she's got a brother who's married to this hideously snobby wife that whose nose is in the air every time she pops around. And she's got the husband's in-laws who are these really cranky old people. Um, and then she's the husband's best friend is played by Peter Mullen, who can be so scary in roles like Top of the Lake, the first series where he's the villain. But here he's this guy who obviously is wanting to have a relationship with her but lacks the confidence to come out and say it. And, of course, there's a timing issue here. She's just been widowed. But that first series, it was just a different month and it was just an occasion like her birthday or Easter. That there's, there's a reason why all those family members have to come to their house and gather and it's just a half-hour meandering around there. And I've watched all of it now except episode three of the second series, okay. which might be the finale. Yes. But it's so beautifully done. It's, it's, the simplicity of it is just so yeah, fantastic. Yeah, it's simple, isn't it? Yeah. It's quite stark. Yep. Um, not overly cheery. 
not overly cheery, but certainly cheery in, in the in the sense that Leslie Manville, who's playing the widow, mm. who could be falling apart by this point, she seems to have this thing, no matter what hideous thing is said to her or done to her in her house, you see a moment where she just kind of goes, oh my God, but she gets that stiff upper British lip and just smiles and pushes through and pretends it doesn't happen. Beautiful, beautiful acting. Um, something else I think you've also seen, and I haven't seen, I don't think, any of the the original series, The Bridge. The Bridge. The original is, yeah, it's Bridge. It's been remade a couple of times. Yeah, yeah. It was made in America, and they made The Bridge between America and Mexico, and then they remade it in the UK as a French co-production and called it The Tunnel and set it in the, the channel, under the channel there. Um, but... You know, I watched the first episodes of both of those, but I'm so committed to the original because I watched The Bridge because I missed The Killing, which was that first Nordic drama that hit it big. So I decided to watch The Bridge and, of course, Saga, the blonde, brilliant detective, you know, who has Asperger's or autism, but, you know, can't, can't, it's impossible of showing emotion. Mm-hmm. But, of course, it's the most brilliant cop going uh this is now the fourth and final season and uh it's one of those shows where you don't want any information about it you just sit there and it it's so funny anybody that watches the show and talks to me about it they all say the same thing they go i want to go to sweden and uh where it's filmed and I want to go on that bridge. Here's a show set in the middle of winter where it's freezing cold and dark all the time, but the shots of that place at night and that bridge, it's just become so iconic for people who are into that show. All of us want to go there and just say, (laughs) we'll go on a tour and just take us on a, like a sex in the city tour, but we'll do the bridge tour, drive across it and maybe catch the train back just so we can say we've been there. Yeah. It's on SBS at the moment, uh, 10.30pm, I think, on Thursday night. Bit of a late time slot for it. Yeah, but I guess they figure that's all. Do they put them all up on on demand? I don't know if it's all up on demand. I'm just watching it weekly at the moment. They tend to do that. I'm not sure. And I wonder if they've got many of the old ones still available. On on demand? I'm not sure. That could easily fill your Easter getting into that. Oh, yeah. Um, I wanted to mention something quickly. Tin Star. Ah, which has been on BBC first. It's on my list. This is the one starring Tim Roth and Christina Hendrickson. Hendrix, Hendrix. Hendrix. Yep. from Mad Men. Mad Men. Joan. Oh, absolutely. Yeah, but she's great in this. I'd watch her in anything. Well, exactly. That's a, that's another reason to tune yep. in just to see how she handles this role. And she yeah. plays a mining executive. Yeah, sort of a uh, almost a. Uh, a public relations person for a mining company that in really, Canada, yeah, that moves into a little lovely little um, sort of rural outpost, pretends it wants to do good for the town, and of course there's sinister undertones. Tim Roth is the cop; he's a former British policeman, right, who sort of relocates his family to the wilds of uh, Canada as the cop, the sort of mountie, if you like, uh, in this little um, town. And it's just fascinating. It's really good. Can't wait! It That's, only started on BBC First last week, didn't it? Correct. Yeah. It's interesting, on my fetch box, I've now got a, I just noticed the other day when I was looking, I've got a BBC First, like, site there, along with a Netflix, service. Stan, and SBS On Demand, yep. and all of them, they're all there except for Foxtel now, they're all there, and one, Nickelodeon and BBC First. But, have you been to the BBC No, First? I haven't, because I, that's disappointing. why. disappointing. Well, that's. There's about four things. 
Oh, is that right? I think, unless I'm still finding my way around my Fetch. Well, box. see, BBC First is, is one stuff. of the channels I watch on Fetch. Yes, so I can just series link yeah, yeah, something yeah. there. Yeah, yeah, but it's very disappointing. Oh, catch okay. up things. It's just got like four different things there. Oh, is that it? Yeah. So that was, I wasn't happy about that, but I'm enjoying my Fetch experience otherwise. Yeah, look, Tin Star, fantastic. I wanted to mention quickly, I'm dying to see the, um, I think it's The Child in Time. With Bern- uh, Benedict Cumberbatch, right? As he plays, I think the father of a child goes missing. Okay, I'm, I don't know much more. Is about it a series it. or I a one-off? It's a tally movie. Okay. about ninety minutes. Yep. Again, I think that was BBC First as well. Yep. Some I've definitely got to watch it um, by Easter. I'll have to, but I'll have to track it down. But I don't have access to a. F- I've got Foxtel now at the moment. And um, and see, all that stuff on, on Foxtel that. now for me is, unless I actually go to the trouble of I'm going to connect my laptop to the TV and mm. search up. And I was watching Here and Now, uh, the new HBO series that Showcase was screening because it starred Holly Hunter and Tim Robards. Oh, no, yes. Tim Robbins. Tim. Right. And I just thought this is going to be fantastic. It's from Alan Ball who made Six Feet Under and True Blood. I was so excited. <laughs> and then I watched the first episode and went... Um, and then I watched the second episode, and at the second sure. episode, Two I just episode went, rule. Nah, you're nah. out. And the other one I want to watch that's on Showcase that I've never got around to is Mosaic with Sharon Stone. Oh, it's yes, sitting there yes. waiting to watch. Wow. You yeah. got to see what Sharon Stone could do in a TV series made for her. Mm. Just haven't had time yet. Yeah, so much to watch, so little time, <sighs> Andrew. Always Mikata. so much, James. Yeah, look, um, look, it's been great getting you here in Sydney. We'll have to do, we've, I think we've sort of we've been working on a deal to get some uh, good studio access. We'll book in a regular time slot. We'll try and get this um, back on the road. I won't make too many rash promises because we, <laughs> we haven't been good at living up to them in the past. But look, thank you again. Lots of good, great stuff here to watch and we'll uh, talk to you again soon, mate. Thank you, James.